Welcome back to Restless. My name is Father Joseph Gill, and my two co-hosts are both on their cell phone, like typical millennials. I'm looking at notes. Oh, I see. I'm okay. texting with friends. Yeah. <laughs> like if you play chess against yourself, do you win and lose? I guess yeah, you, you yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Deep shower thoughts for you. Right. <laughs> Diane says she never has shower thoughts. She just washes her hair. I focus on scrubbing. Because I don't have any hair, I got to do something. <laughs> it's growing back. It is, yeah. That's no, true. Is the plan yeah. to go to the original length? No, 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 no. No, you're just going to keep it roughly. Yeah, I keep shaving it every couple of weeks, yeah. Okay. So for those of you who have seen me on the Restless website, I don't have hair anymore. That was an old photograph. Well, you do have hair now. It's like, it's like a peach fuzz. It's grown back. Yeah, yeah. It's problematic. I think it's this is good. When it was completely shaved, that wasn't good. No. No. No, this, the Andrew this, Tate look was not working for this me. Is, this is good. Okay. This is appropriate. So I'm supportive. Thank you. It's it's about a quarter, maybe like a half a centimeter. Yeah, it's like a two. Yeah, it is a two. It is a two, yeah. This was shaved uh, like 10 days ago. So pretty fast. Pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, I got to stop eating my Wheaties. (laughs) My hair's going crazy. Wheaties are terrible. Wheaties are not bad. They're just bland. Honey Nut Cheerios is where it's at. So we've gone from sports to hair to cereal. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't even talked about what we're... We're talking about the news. Let's talk about the news. So that's actually our entire topic today. By the way, you've uh, figured it's I'm Father Joseph and here's Paul and Diane. Yep. Well, it's, a, it's not a proper Catholic podcast until you have 30 minutes of banter before it actually starts. I do not listen Fact. to the banter. I fast forward. I, I fast forward too, however, yeah. I like the Poco a Poco banter. Sometimes. With the uh, CFR guys? Sometimes. I don't think anyone should be listening to any podcast other than Restless. And, 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 and let me be and, and, and let, let me be, be frank, frank and Joe and Joe. Maybe not even the tangent. I, I don't I know. Think Father Sam's not my cool. opinion though. God's planning is the best. Definitely. The, I like. I, I like them all. It's the perfect amount. They're hilarious. Mm. They're good. Personalities are all right. So let's talk about Catholic podcasts for the next <laughs> twenty minutes. We have gone on so many tangents right now, and right. it's almost like a show on. on we should do much. a show on our favorite Catholic podcast. That's true. We should. Our own. We should we also did, have Father Sam and well, Matt can return to being part of this. Right, podcast. Matt was part of this, and then this have Father show. Sam, and we'll do a mashup. That'd be that'd be. A we'll do a tangent meets restless. Whoa! How's that? that? Who's gonna win? The Jets and the what's the other team? What? The Jets? West Side Story. Oh, Jets, sharks, sharks. Jets and the Sharks. That's Am it. I, right? I think it's yeah, I think yeah. the Sharks. I think we're talking about the Jets, like the football team. That's what I thought, too. And it like, is all well, come full circle. We, right. we are not the Jets. <laughs> Why? We lose everything, too. <laughs> no. Ooh, sorry. sorry. Aaron Rodgers. They actually won that game, but they lost. In yeah. That was really sad. Pyrrhic victory, as they call it. Mm. Let's talk history. No. <laughs> Should we talk about the news? Let's talk about the news. Let's talk so, about the news. Yeah, so the topic was, you know, I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, the news seems pretty depressing every day, pretty much. Um, but we as Christians, the word gospel means? Good news. Good news. Yeah, good means good news. Evangelium. Evangelion, right? Yeah. Which, you know, I was reading today from Bishop Barron, by the way, that, um, so this coming, uh, what's it? What's he has a great podcast. Keep going. <laughs> word on fire. Yeah, I recommend that one too. <laughs> but uh, I was reading from him, like, you know, the great cry of the early Roman Empire is uh, Christos Curios, right? Christ is Lord, Jesus is Lord. Mm. But that was actually pretty seditious, pretty treasonous, because the only person that was mm. curios was Caesar, Kaiser curios. And and it was customary for after a Roman emperor had won a battle for these couriers to go throughout the towns claiming, we have evangelion, we have good news that Caesar is victorious, Caesar is Lord. And so that's really where the gospels got their name of good news, is that it came from what, you know, when you have a victorious Caesar, a victorious Lord, Someone would cry out, there is good news. He won the battle. Hmm. Which I think is kind of an interesting connection to the fact that we call this good news, but so much of our news is really pretty negative, right? 
So, I mean, do you personally, as young adults, pay attention to the news? As much as I have to. So what does that mean? Do you read newspapers or? Well, he invests in companies. Yeah, so. I think I have to keep a base level of knowledge of what's going on in the world. So my main source of news is two news. Well, I have my like industry newsletters I get every day. Mm. But there's one newsletter in particular that I get, which is more normal news. It's kind of across all spectrums from politics to business to sports, whatever's that it's like the 10 biggest Whatever's things. Whatever's trending. Okay. It's the 10 biggest things that you should know about this morning. And what? And, I, what, and, I, and then there's like an update in the afternoon. What well, news what source news is that? Source? Yeah, what's Could it called? Share? Axios. Hmm. Is that free? Yeah. It's not the, oh, free. It's not the, it's, 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 it was started by uh, a guy who left Politico to do something a little bit less biased. Oh, okay. And yeah. so they're, they're, I would say they're probably center left, but they're pretty good. I mean, I read it. Okay. And I'm not center left. No, you're pretty so, center right. Yeah, or farther to the right. But anyway, or alt, alt uh, right. <laughs> no, not all right. No, no. no. Um, but but it's it's good, and so that gives me just enough. And then I get a couple of industry ones. Um, like for example, Axios Pro Rata is the one that is for my industry is most useful, um, and a couple other ones from other similar sites. But that's pretty much all I need for the day. Okay. And I still listen to one political. I still listen to a lot more, but I listen to one. 45-minute podcast every day, which is political, mostly political. Okay, okay. And that's it, basically. Well, that's, that's pretty good to keep it to just that. I think. I'm trying to think. I'll go to, <laughs> I guess I'll go to like Wall Street Journal or whatever occasionally, but yeah, it's, it's actually rare. Okay. What about you, Diane? If I am keeping up with the news because I go through kind of, uh, yeah, periods where I, I don't do that as much, um, I read the Wall Street Journal. So that's kind of, I mean, it's a finance sort of based. Um, yeah. So I do a lot of just like, and it's mostly focused on like economy, finance, real estate. Sure. Um, I don't tend to, I don't really have an interest in politics actually. And I get sort of, I find myself getting really annoyed. Number one, like when I turn on, for example, Fox News, right? I mean, it's the, and, and whatever news source that you, that you do, but um it's it's like the same story. Like if you if you were to have that on all day, so I, I don't really watch TV at all. Um, but it's it's like the same news story repeated and repeated, and all of the the bickering and the name calling and the um, slander and and everything. It's just really disheartening to me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I just tend to focus on more the markets, finance, um, accounting stuff, honestly, things I need for my day to day. Um, but I don't get sort of wrapped up. I think some people that I know, and I understand that everyone has their passions and their like, you know, whatever things that they're drawn to. So I'm not trying to put anyone down, but I find that, you know, a lot of people get super heated about politics and like, you know, talking about what this person did and what this person should be doing and isn't doing and all that stuff. And to me, like the way that I think about it, and I don't know, maybe I should be informed and maybe I should care more, but I don't right now. And like, to, to me, it's like, it's, it's a waste of energy because there are uh, like the things that people complain about for the most part, you can't really change. Right. So, right. um, at the end of the day, like you, you don't have control over it, over it and you're getting heated about something, um, that is really not in your hands. Right. To the detriment of not focusing on things that you can actually control in your life. So, right. you know, um, and I just see it as I'm so busy with all of the sort of young adult ministry that I do with my work, um, teaching RCIA, all this stuff. And it's like, am I going to invest my energy in that? Or am I going to invest my energy in, uh, 
in this news cycle that's just going to get me upset and I can't do anything about it. And at the end of the day, I have nothing to show for any of the time that I've spent there. So I'd rather spend it on ministry at mass in my own life, improving, like, how can I, you know, become a better disciple of Christ and, you know, spending time with my family and my friends and all that stuff. So sure. Yeah. That's kind of my perspective. That's a great point. You know, it, I think a lot of the news cycle really works on outrage, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps keeps people coming back over and over again. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, whatever storyline, right? I mean, anything that draws people's attention and kind of feeds on emotion. Um, but a lot of that I find it's very, uh, it's just, it's the slander, the um, sort of accusations. Um, it's just, it's very contrary to to the gospel message, kind of living it out, whether or not it's true, you know, it's uh, just the way that it's kind of done. So I stay away from it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Politics is almost like sports though. For some people, I think it is. Yeah. They're, Maybe they're I'm, a little, sure. I'm probably a little bit in that category. Really? It's interesting. It's very important. So you have to, so that's why it's a 145 minute show a day, right? If I actually listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and I'm I'm not denying that. I yeah. think I do need to get better in terms of like being informed, but for me there is a balance and there is that, you know. What, one of the one of the things that I, I realized, so I did I did the full Exodus ninety program, well, to my best of my ability, because it's like terrible hard <laughs> and very imperfect about it. But in any case, <laughs> one of the things I did do and I capped was I used to get I don't know, I used to have like Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg and Fox News alerts on my phone. And any time and Trump would say anything or Biden would say anything, mm-hmm. you get an alert. And or sometimes it'd be important things like the Federal Reserve increasing interest rates, which actually does impact my work. But sure. most of the time it was stuff I didn't need to know at that point. So I turned those off and I never put them back on hmm. on both phones. I do have two phones <laughs> and 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 I, I, I really don't miss it at all. Yeah. And when somebody I remember I was in work on Monday and it's like, did you hear that Jimmy Buffett died? I was like, no. And like, you didn't get an alert? I said, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's sad. You know, cheeseburger in paradise, Margaritaville. Right. I guess it's fine. But I don't know. I didn't need to know that. I found out eventually, but like, I didn't need to know that. No. I mean, it yeah. happened. And in our 24-7 news cycle, like, I mean, they're just always latching onto the newest thing. And right. So if you don't know within the hour. I think I had turned off Fox News way before. I think I only, I think I was, even when I started Exodus, I think I was just down to Wall Street Journal, which is pretty measured. Like they don't buzz you every hour it's like only like maybe twice a day you'll get a buzz but even that was too much and i don't miss it yeah hmm. so i am slow on but it does actually mean that i am slow on things but that's actually okay isn't it's it? it's fine yeah i mean i think you learn what you need right. to know and i know like there's a cadence to things so i know that like the federal reserve will be releasing their numbers like the next day at a certain time and then i'll go on wall street journal at that time and see it's like oh they did increase by a quarter point okay fine sure and move on with my day, and that exactly. keeps me up to date and whatever. But yeah, so do you find that when you read bad news, like all the the scandal mongering and this and that, does it impact your mood personally? Not at all. Yeah, I I agree with Paul. No, I think it's I think it's probably a bad thing though. Like it should. It's kind of made us numb. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's maybe more jaded. Yeah. Well, I I say this about news, right? Of course, it's going to be negative because I remember I I just thought about, I don't know why I just thought about this, maybe because it's coming up to the anniversary, but my dad had open heart surgery in 2014, uh, January 2014. And that, and his was fine. And that that surgeon, amazing cardiac surgeon in Hartford did four open heart surgeries that day in a row. And all of them were fine. Like no issues. And it was just a normal, that was just his normal day. Normal day. Right. That's, that's a miracle. That's good news. Yeah. But he does that every day. 
or yeah, twice true. a week or whatever yeah. it is. Like he's doing that all the time. But if you were to mess one up yeah. and somebody were to actually die, He'd be you may hear about that. Front page news, yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, it happens at least frequently, but to... it happens with a degree of frequency. But like it, you would hear about that though. Sure. Right. But you wouldn't hear about the four he did on whatever day it was in I think it was February, actually, 2014, where he did four in a row and they were all fine. So why is that? Why are we so drawn to bad news? And I, I faced that a lot when, you know, teaching young people, because I want to tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ. And they're always like, let's talk about the devil. And I'm like, dude, why are we talking about like the exorcisms? I mean, yeah, they're cool, I guess. But like also a man rose from the dead and that's cool. Yeah. But somehow that kind of lost its impact. Why is it we're so drawn to bad news? Like I said, I think because it's different. Mm. Because the day-to-day is, the data, like the, the good things that happen on the day-to-day are actually not unique, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. We can be thankful for that. Yeah. And so, but the, the abnormalities are generally negative. Mm. And when they're, when people are abnormally good, you do act, you do sometimes hear about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, and I think we do have to have a focus on the good. And I think actually, one of the things we've lost in a society is that there is a there is a gratitude for the the day to day, the mm-hmm. things that you can like being thankful for your life, for the food you have, and all of that. Like those are all good things. Yeah, and we could be thankful for that, and that helps us avoid getting into the downward spiral of the negative news cycle, which is going to be negative because it sells papers. Yeah, but it's also because it's the abnormalities. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting, though, I, you, if you ever go back and read newspapers from the 1920s or 30s, they'll have, like, articles about, well, John Smith hosted a party the other weekend, and it was great, and 25 people attended, and there were lemon squares served by all. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that was news back then? Well, we, we have that to some extent with social media, but it's had the complete opposite reaction. Yeah, yeah. Now we're too involved in pe- what people ordered for dinner last night. Yeah, I don't take pictures of my food. You don't? Well, I have. But only at very special restaurants. Oh, but you make food. Do I you, do. Do you ever take pictures, take pictures of that? No, you're talking to, oh. No. You should, I let, make, I let, you should make a portfolio. I don't have any pictures. But some, but <laughs> start <laughs> taking them because then someday, you know, when, you know, when you're like, hey, honey, you know, will you marry me? Yeah. She's like, I don't know. What can you make? You're like, look, I make a good pasta carbonara. She's like, I actually yes, do. I will My marry spaghetti you. carbonara is amazing. Can I try some? Someday. Paul is a good cook. Someday. That was a very that. non-committal invitation. I don't know. I'll invite you. <laughs> Not on a Friday, though. It has meat. It does have and meat. I don't need meat on Fridays. Good for you. Generally. Good for you. I get about 40 out of 52. Okay. <laughs> including Lent. Oh, you, you mess up in Lent? No. Oh, okay. Including. 40 out of 52. All right. He's 100% record during Lent. Oh, no, that's not true. Did I ever tell that story? Okay, one no. tangent. Is, we, this is the episode. <laughs> this of is the episode. Is yeah. I was interviewing in, in Texas on a Friday. And they didn't ask me what I wanted for lunch. They just brought me a chicken Chick-fil-A sandwich on a Friday during lunch. Chick-fil-A, like from a Christian store. Any case, like <laughs> Protestant, they eat meat on Friday. Um, I know. <sighs> and so I was starving and I ate it. And I actually brought it to confession. And one of the priests at St. John's was like, well, were you grateful for it? I said, yes. He says, well, then you didn't do anything wrong. I was like, okay. <laughs> Fine. I still say Maybe I should have jeopardy, fasted. But yeah, well, I should. Yeah, I say your soul is in jeopardy from that chicken sandwich. That's okay. I went to confession. The next day, I think. You felt yeah. guilty, Good. right? I did. So so in this, in this, <laughs> let's go back to our original topic. Right. Yeah, how the did news. you get on the topic of Chick-fil-A? Because I'm tired. I don't know. So, you know, when we're talking about the, the bad news that's so prevalent in our culture, I mean, I think the only solution is the good news. So how can we make the good news as exciting or interesting or 
you know, applicable to people's lives as the bad news that they see every day. I mean, the good news is Christ, and he's the solution to all the messiness that's on the front page of the newspaper. I think first we have to believe it ourselves. Mm. We have to believe in the salvation of our souls. Because then that shields us a bit from the rest of the mess. Because there's so much hope in that. Hmm. But hope isn't a strategy, right? Well, but it might be. But it's, it's part of it, I would say. Because I think a lot of people look at the news and are hopeless. Yeah. So, and so, so to that point, and maybe, but also we have, I think, given that like, we're a sacramental church too. And so the, that's, that's such good news. I mean, I think about it, it's like, yes, like Protestants can be saved. I mean, God can save anyone he wants and maybe Pro- Protestants are saved too, potentially. But we can partake in, in the divine life and the graces that are presented through the sacraments. And so I think as we've moved away from the sacraments over time, either because people are leaving the church or because the people in the church aren't taking advantage of the sacraments, then you become hopeless. Mm. You're not participating in the divine on earth as much as you can. Yeah. And so, of course, you're going to be hopeless. Of course, you're going to fall into despair. And And maybe it's true that if you're living a sacramental life, then when you read all the bad stuff in the news, it does, it doesn't impact you as much because you have so much hope and you have, and you know, in God's mercy and you're trying to tap into that as much as possible or something like that by the grace of God, of course. Yeah. I think just to build on that concept of hope, um, space salve, uh, this is a quote. The one who Pope Benedict's encyclical for those who. Yep. The one who has hope lives differently. The one who has hope has been granted the gift of a new life. So, you know, I think Paul's point about kind of believing in our salvation, but also um, trying to develop and ask for the grace um, to, honestly, the gift of wisdom, right? To um, to have that eternal perspective, to see all the events um, in light of eternity. And I think that, um, you know, God wants us to live more joyfully and lovingly um, in the here and now um, in in his divine life through, you know, Paul's point of the sacraments in the church, right? So um, kind of, I think we have to maybe work on our understanding of of what is what is true freedom and and where does where does happiness and joy come from? Because mm. freedom is not the um, the right to do whatever I want. That's not what's ultimately going to bring people the fulfillment that they're seeking. Right? Um, we're we're made for God and we're made for living our life in in union with Him. And so freedom comes in sort of um, rightly ordering our desires. Um, but that involves a denial of self. And I think that that's very challenging in this world of like constant and instant gratification yeah. um, and where it's very easy to consume or to get distracted or to um, seek, you know, personal pleasure. I think a desire that we never talk about is the desire, the constant desire for new things. Mm-hmm. And that's why some so many people are hungry for the news cycle because it's just... What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And the reality is life is pretty mundane, like your everyday life. You get yeah. up, go to work, pray every day. Sometimes you feel God, sometimes you don't, you know. And it can it can be a distraction if, So to try to abandon our daily duties, mm-hmm. to say, I just want to focus on that which is new, even if well, that which is new is often bad. 
you know, and I just think about the, the book of Ecclesiastes, you know, they talk about how there's nothing new under the sun. People say, oh, look, it's new, but, you know, it's been done before. And, but people are always striving after that new thing, that new thing. And Ecclesiastes, although the author doesn't have any hope for eternal life, he does say at the end of the day, the only thing that really satisfies is, you know, enjoy your work, enjoy the fruits of your labor and fear God. And that's kind of it. And that's, and that's an important thing, to, I think, to remember, because you know, even, of course, when he was writing thousands of years ago, if they got a news bulletin once a week, that would be a lot, right? And then it came to daily newspapers, and then twice a day, and now it's, you know, it's ubiquitous. So even then, you know, hundreds of years ago, they, they found a, a joy, a very subtle joy, not as exciting as like the flashy news, the outrage, the constant you know, chatter of talking heads, that this person did that, this person died. But it's kind of like a subtle joy of like, I'm just, I'm fulfilling my duties, mm-hmm. my daily duties, doing them well and enjoying life in that. Those are some of the most fulfilling days is where you just do what you have to do. Yeah. Those are sometimes the best days, in my opinion. Well, I think at the end of the day, you can, yeah, you can rest your head on the pillow well. Yeah, for sure. Right. And every moment can be offered. Actually, I received a, um, I am signed up for this, uh, what's it called? Morning offering. Um, and there was a quote this morning from an anonymous Cartesian monk, and he said, <laughs> um, suppress interior noise. God created your soul silent and keeps it inviolate at baptism. He filled it with himself, nothing other than himself. It is later, little by little, that the world bursts in. Noise invades, covering the soft voice of God. Since then, the racket amplifies itself. Return to your baptismal silence, my brother. Noise has three generations, memories, curiosity, and worries paralyze their action. So I think, you know, Mm. that is very pertinent to what we're talking about because a lot of the news cycle and, you know, wanting to follow it does stem from, you know, uh, curiosity. So there's health curiosity, but there's unhealthy curiosity. Most is unhealthy. Uh, Yeah. And, (laughs) and at the end of the day, like. You killed the cat. Yeah. Did. And, And, you know, there are things, there are some things that we should know, but there's some things that we don't need to know. And it's just, um, Filling space, filling void that we should probably be spending doing other things, yeah. you know, attending to our, our duties, which can be, you know, God has given us the opportunity to sanctify ourselves through whatever, you know, vocation that we have, um, being attentive to the people who are in front of us. And um, yeah. Curiosity kills the cat lick. Catholic. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've been waiting until the science. I'm sorry to tell that joke. What, what is your relationship with the news? I think you're fairly. You, you seem like you're fairly well read. I, yeah, I am, but I, I think I struggle with that same desire for for new things. Mm. You know, and I, I sometimes, you know, I'll go on one news website and be like, oh, that's the same stuff as yesterday. Got to find a new website. You know, you find a new website, and oh, okay, this there's a couple new articles in here. Mm. You know, and, it's, and a lot of times it's the same stuff rehashed. You know, I read a lot of Catholic news, of course, and for literally like the last year and a half, there's been all these articles about the synod on synodality, right? Yeah, nothing new has happened. And nothing new has happened, right? <laughs> this is all like leading up to it. And so you're, con- I'm constantly like, oh, what did uh, this person say? What did George Weigel say about this? What did uh, so-and-so say? What did, you know, uh, Bishop Strickland say about, you know? Yeah, he had he had his strong. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how yeah. I feel with politics too. That it's just like recycled content. You know? It is like totally there is recycled some, content. The, some new stuff, but it's like okay, maybe I didn't read the news for two weeks, and I feel like I'm caught up after. The, well, that's article, that's the thing is, I go away on vacation and come back, and I'm like, well, didn't miss a darn thing, and yeah, haven't checked yeah, the news in changed. seven days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a one of the podcast guys, secular. He's not Catholic. His name is Dave Rubin, and he goes away every year in August. 
he'll like take all of I haven't listened to it in a long time, but he he will take all of August off and like literally have no technology. Refreshing. Like completely separate. And he does the news, like that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And he'll always have one of the other pundit podcast people like just go through what happened during the month. And sometimes like August is always an interesting month. Um, is as it? it turns out, well, like one year, pretty down. It's well, kind of one down year was though. the big like Afghanistan pullout disaster. Another mm-hmm. year was like when Biden chose yeah. Kamala Harris as a VP, and that's big. That's big news. news. Yeah. So there's like some things that have actually happened. I haven't listened to it a bit because I don't think August has been particularly interesting. But <laughs> um, but it was just interesting to hear like that. Actually, one of the Catholic guys does it too. Matt Frad did it for a few years too. And it's just interesting to hear the reaction to some stuff. And to some stuff, it's just like yeah. So. But that's what most of news has become is reaction and opinion. Yeah. yeah. Because if you look even 50 years ago, newspapers just reported the news. Yeah, no one read it. It's funny. That's not, that is well, not they true. Did read it's it. not they, true. Did they did read it. They did read it. But, it. Yeah. but in, the, in the advent of television, people over a long period of time stopped reading newspapers and started watching TV. A friend, uh, a parishioner who's a friend of mine um, gave me some newspapers for when she had collected all these newspapers when Mother Teresa died back in 1997. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of weeks ago, I finally got around to sitting there and just reading it. And I you know, read the articles about Mother Teresa, but then she gave me the entire newspaper. And so I was like, I wonder what else was happening in 1997 at that time. And that was right around when Princess Diana had died. So there's a lot of articles about that. Pre-impeachment, though, I think. Of Bill Clinton? Yeah, yeah it was definitely pre-impeachment, yeah. But it was interesting to me, the shift even in 20 years, you know, 23, 25 years, mm. that in 1997, they just told the news. It wasn't biased. And this was Connecticut Post. This was New York Times. This was, you know, it's just like... They reported facts. They didn't put a spin on it. There was no, I mean, you knew when you reached the opinion page because it said opinion page. Right. Unlike now, which is everything is opinion page. Right. Well, I think you see it most in when somebody who I would say the main news media doesn't particularly like dies, they'll say this person died and then they'll go through all the The terrible things that that person did. Yeah. It's just very common. No, it's true. Not too long ago, uh, maybe five years ago, a priest from our diocese passed away Mm. and he had... uh, he had been falsely accused of sexual abuse mm. and totally exonerated. But when he died, the headline in the newspaper was accused cleric dies. Yeah. And we were, we were uh, outraged at seeing Did that. some people, right? I'm sure people complained. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't that close with him. I probably should have. Yeah. But, well, I remember when Pope Benedict died. Yeah. And, um, oh, man, those, some of those newspaper articles were vile. They were. They'd be like, they you were. know. Some people loved them. Some people didn't like them. Let's tell you all the reasons why people didn't like Pope Benedict. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dragging like, up the dirt. Oh, man. It's a shame. Why? He just died. He literally just died yesterday. Yeah. And in my opinion, one of the holiest men. I know. He's yeah, so sure. good. good. And good I don't know. But that's what you expect. Yeah. So last question here, which I think is a, a big question. You know, we believe as Christians that history is not just a series of random events, but rather that God's revealing himself through human history and that he's like working towards the goal of the restoration of all things in Christ. But you know, how do you, how, how can God use this current chaos, you know, this chaos socially, politically, spiritually in our nation to bring about his purposes? I mean, it seems like God has been falling asleep for the last 60 years, you know, well, I was leaving us to our own demise. Maybe I'll just pose one thing and then I'll leave it there would be, well, I think that there is a there's a focus on it now that that is a problem. We didn't necessarily know that that was a problem. But what, like what, the, was? what you just said, like all this crazy news cycle and all the negative stuff that's going on in the world and our attention, our limited attention spans and our hopelessness and all that, but there wasn't necessarily a focus on that. Now there is. So you're now saying we're, we're being woken up to the miserable condition we're in? 
Kind of, yeah. And I think that especially in the more devout Catholic community, there's a recognition of that. And that's why parents aren't letting their teenagers have smartphones. And there's no TV in the house. And there's rosary time and all these things that I mean, I didn't grow up with. We had TV. We had, we had all like modern stuff. And but I think there's a little bit of recognition that this might be very harmful. Hmm. And the only way we'd have known that is if we recognized it. So maybe there's a yeah. positive that's coming out of it. And so maybe we're fixing the church a little bit first. The well, body. the darker the night gets, the more the stars shine Correct. bright and radiant. Exactly. And so we're fixing. Maybe we fix the church first, and then and we go from there. Yeah. Because we're broken too. So yeah. I have to start somewhere, and it's, it's a good place to start. Very much so. Very much so. Dang, and, and got nothing to add. Dan, to that. Dan's got a thumbs up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but I think I think as a Christian, we have to look at the moder- at the world and the news through the eyes of that faith of saying, you know, God is God's in control and He's going to bring good out of this whatever mess we're in. And we may not see it, and we have to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. We may not know until we die. I mean, God looks at the long game, right? I mean, think about those people who were taken into exile. It was seventy years, which means that some generations passed away before they were finally let out of exile. Hmm. And they're probably wondering, like, is this forever? Is this permanent? And God's like, no, 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 it's not. But, you know, 70 years for God is a snap of the finger. You know, it's not it's not that long. Yeah, God's timeline, I mean, throughout the Old Testament, it's often centuries, so... Right, right. I mean, so <laughs> yeah. we have to have that we're perspective. We're just used to instantaneous, you know, we want, we want things fast and we want to figure them out. But think Noah had to live for hundreds of years doing the same thing every day, except for the brief time on the boat. Building the boat? <laughs> Building the boat was a long time. Yeah, and then when he got off, he... Built a vineyard and got drunk. Apparently, yeah. first person in history to get drunk. Supposedly, what a noble, <laughs> noble I'm memory. Saying, but he lived hundreds of years. <laughs> he did, right? Because you're closer to the creation, so people live longer. At least that's one theory. Right, that's one theory. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. That's true. Well, thanks for joining us in this episode of Restless. Keep your eyes out for how God is moving, even in our current events, because we know that this is not just random events. Rather, it's leading to the goal of our repentance, the goal of our holiness and our salvation. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Restless. Our, you can find us on Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 AM, 103.9 FM, and my cell phone number. No, I'm just kidding. Is <laughs> and tune in next time to our next episode of Restless. Hey, everybody. This is producer Matt. If you liked this week's episode of Restless and want to help the show grow, please rate us, review us, and subscribe on your preferred platform. God bless.